episode 37 of the Bowery Capital Startup Sales Podcast. podcast. I've got a good friend of mine, Kevin Chu from Greenhouse on today. Kevin, how you doing? Good, good. How's it going with you? Going well. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh, what you do at Greenhouse. Um, I know you're the manager of sales development there, so give us a little bit of background of your day-to-day. Yeah, so I'm the manager of sales development over here, and I handle the inbound team which is about three reps right now. So they handle all the marketing-generated leads that come in. So those can be anyone that requests a demo or anyone that just requests some collateral or more information, as well as the outbound team. We have two outbound managers, and we have about 20 SERs on that side. So we split them out of the teams of two. And they're the ones who are doing more of the cold outreach, prospecting new leads, um, and reaching out via email or phone calls. And so my job is just kind of managing activity and making sure that they're setting up uh, more opportunities for the county executives to close new business. And you've been with the company a long time, right? I started here in December. So it's been about nine months now going on 10. So not too long. But, I mean, when you're in a fast-growing company like Greenhouse, there's a lot of opportunity for growth. And when I joined the company, it was about five five SDRs in December, and now we're going on like a team of 30, which is just crazy. And I was employee number 50, and now we're going to be like 150 pretty soon. I'm going to be 185 by the end of the year, so it's crazy growth over here. And for the listeners that don't, I mean, I know what Greenhouse does, but for the listeners that don't know, can you give kind of the the quick and dirty on, on the company? Yeah, absolutely. So Greenhouse falls under the applicant tracking system umbrella, but we like to consider ourselves more of a recruiting optimization platform. And the reason being is I think some of the more, I guess, legacy systems like, you know, Taleo or iSIMS, they've kind of been around for a long time, right? They've been around for, you know, 10, 20 years, and they handle, you know, the recruiting side. But I think now that there's a lot more technology and in this day and age, right, you have sourcing tools, scheduling tools, HRIS systems. You know, Greenhouse built it on a open API, so we have a lot of integrations and partners. Um, so what we've done is kind of made an entire ecosystem available to recruiters to connect all of their tools that they use in their day-to-day um, and bring that into Greenhouse. So I think Greenhouse is a phenomenal tool for recruiters to use in their day-to-day, whether that's handling the sourcing, automating job board postings, scheduling, collecting feedback, running reports on, you know, where's my best talent coming from, right? Are they coming from a job board posting on Indeed, or are they coming from referrals, or is it coming from LinkedIn? Uh, so it's really helping recruiters make better data-driven decisions um, to get better talent faster. Got it, got it. Okay, that makes sense. Um, we're going to talk today about prospecting methodologies and tools. Um, it sounds like... Um, 
you and your role are a great person to talk about this. Um, maybe if we just dive into the methodology component, um, because I know our listeners uh, talk a lot about the tools, um, but how do, how do you kind of think about prospecting methodologies? Like what are you specifically referring to? Maybe just set that up for the people who are listening. Yeah, so when I think about prospecting methodologies, you want to think, you know, for us, at least from the outbound side, is who you have to define what's your ideal customer profile look like, right? You don't want to just be prospecting, adding leads into the CRM uh, with people who won't end up being buyers. So once you right, define right. that, so, so for us, it's, you know, we do really well in technology, healthcare, biotech, and we'll use, you know, tools like LinkedIn to kind of, be more targeted um, when we're looking up for prospects of who we should reach out to. Then you have to kind of define your sales stack um, or what's kind of the process of how you're going to get these leads into whatever CRM you're using. So for us, it's Salesforce. And I think you have to consider how, how do I make this a really efficient process? Do I just buy lists and upload that? Or do I use tools like sales law to prospect, um, you know, a very targeted list of people and decision makers that I want to reach out to. And so sure, for us, sure. we, we've, we've kind of tried all the different types of, you know, we bought lists, we've had people, you know, send us over targeted lists. Um, so, Got it. so, yeah, that's kind of so what even, I, so even before you think about your ideal customer or before you even think about your prospecting methodology as a, as a early stage, software founder, you kind of got to know your ideal customer profile first before you can even attack, like, this is how we're going to mm -hmm. target people, right? And exactly. then um, how, how did you got, so the methodologies in context, like, when uh, Greenhouse started with this, did you just pick, like, hey, we're only going to buy, you know, cold email lists, or do you really need to take a very iterative approach to this that's always evolving? Yeah, I think you would always have to take an approach that's always evolving. So, like I mentioned before, we've kind of tried it all. We've made it, you know, we've definitely made a ton of mistakes, um, but we've also just, you know, we we pick up and learn really fast. So once you figure out what doesn't work, then you try the next thing. And so we we bought lists before, but I think when you buy lists, you have to kind of really make sure there's a good process put in place. So that way, you're not creating duplicates in your system. So if you're going to use like Zoom in for something and buying a list of 5,000 leads, you want to make sure that those leads aren't already in the system from your SDRs prospecting previously. So you just want to make sure you have like a dedupe system before you, you know, make that kind of approach. What's the, and what are some of the, so maybe dig in on that for a second. Like what are some of the systems that um, you can use to dedupe, right? Because obviously an SDR will just go out and, and buy whatever list they, they find to be easiest. Yeah, so for deduping, we use, we have Salesforce data.com. They have a nice dedupe system. And I think Salesforce has something built in stock that you can use, but that's only for leads that are kind of already in the system. But what we also, since we have, you know, marketing generated leads uh, for the inbound team, you know, we have fresh leads coming in on that side every single day. So you want to make sure leads get routed correctly. And so you have tools like Lean Data that can help you do that. Um, as well as if you're prospecting new leads, you want to make sure that you have a deduce system that will block those leads from coming in. 
So for example, if we're using a tool like Sales Loft, they have a nice little feature that says, uh, lead already exists in Salesforce, don't create it. So you just want to make sure, however your approach is, you just want to have a nice system up for that. But there's also, we're about to try out Cloud Dingo, which was recommended to us, which is available on the Salesforce App Exchange Store. Um, and the cloud-based deduplication and data cleansing and it has, I've heard phenomenal things about it, so we're about to give that a shot, but it'll do things like auto-merge existing duplicates or dedupe import files from a dashboard, um, and it has pre-built filters, or you can easily create a drag-and-drop UI. So there's a lot of different tools that you can use. Um, just kind of, you just have to think whichever one works best into your kind of day-to-day -day workflow. Got it, got it. What's been um so you mentioned to maybe just maybe just stick with this specific um prospecting methodology for a minute uh and, and close on this. What um sort of you mentioned zoom info, like what are some of the other areas outside of the non obvious that people can find these lists? Yeah, so for prospecting lists you can use things like inside view. Um zoom info is obviously really popular, then you have data.com, which has, uh, you know, access to DNB, there's Hoover's, and there's even new tools like MixRank that are coming up that will send you a very targeted list. I think it's more like outsourcing, telling them, you know, what exactly type of uh, target market are you going after, ideal customer profile. So it's, it probably will yield much better return, in my opinion. Uh, but then there's also tools like, I believe, uh, Crush Path, um, Sales Loft, uh, Car Bio, Lead Genius. Um, there's a ton of different tools out there, but those are just some that come top of mind. Got it, got it. And where are you? Are you guys um, on the on the email list side? That's has it worked? It's worked pretty well for you. Or uh, I know you mentioned the sort of pro have a have a strict process in place and make sure you've got some deduping technology. But is this? It's not known to be something that works pretty well, so I'm curious just how it's worked for you guys. Yeah, so we actually just brought on our first Salesforce administrator. He's a super talented guy. And what we're doing right now is we're transitioning from making a big move off of leads to go and work on accounts. And so I think this will really help us in identifying where there's a lot of dupes just kind of floating around. Um, so when we're making that transition, our Salesforce admin is doing a lot of Apex code and triggers to find, you know, people that have similar ad email addresses and to be trying out Cloud Dingo, um, as well as making sure that, for example, when if you're working off of leads and then you have accounts and contacts in Salesforce, sometimes you'll have a contact, which is a different object, and then they come in, you know, rather and request another demo or they will request information and they'll create a new lead. Um, so what we're doing is we're kind of doing cross-object identification to see if there's any leads that match contact information and just kind of auto-merging them. So I'd say it's, it's definitely not a easy process, and I think a lot of companies struggle in having a really clean um, CRM because when you're kind of bringing in leads at high volume, you have you know, SDRs bringing in, for us, we're bringing in about like 500 contacts per SDR each week. So it's a, it's a lot yeah. of leads coming in. So you have to have this system put in place to make sure that, you know, there's not dupes coming out. So it's definitely yeah. a, it's a work in progress for us still, but I think we're getting better at it every single day. 
Got it. Got it. So maybe maybe transition. So you've got kind of the, just the kind of buy list or get list from something. What's another methodology that you've seen that that sort of worked particularly well for you guys? Yeah. So I think the the one that we use right now is we use Sales Navigator by LinkedIn, and in addition to that, we'll use Sales Loft. So Sales Loft is a tool that allows you to easily prospect leads um, off of LinkedIn. So what happens is, let's say I'm going on LinkedIn, I'm looking up companies that are in the technology space, and they'll give me, and I want to look for company sizes between 50 and 5,000 in New York. And then once I pull up that list of people, what I'll do is I'll use Sales Loft Lead List Builder. I believe they call it Sales Loft Prospector. Yep. And that will allow me to quickly bring, it's just a seamless one-click action. I can even select all the contacts on the LinkedIn page. Um, and then they'll bring it into Sales Loft's web app. And they'll scrape the web for their office's phone number, as well as their email if it's available on the web. And if it's not, they'll, they have an algorithm built in that will take a look at um, historical email information. So there's websites like emailformat.com and where you can kind of look at a company and say, okay, are their emails historically first dot last name at companyname.com or is it first initial last name, um, et cetera, and so forth. And what it'll do is they'll kind of run a confidence score and then it'll give you a guest email if they couldn't find one available on the web, like on their LinkedIn page. Um, and then so once you build that list on Sales Loft, they have a really they have an integration with Salesforce. So what you do is you just click bulk export into leads or contacts into Salesforce, and then boom. That's a really really fast and efficient way to do that. And that's what you know that's what we're doing right now. Got it. Yeah, that seems to be. Um... Probably, I mean, in, in in terms of our portfolio, there's a lot of folks that use that exact approach. Um, mm-hmm. What it, uh, uh, maybe maybe just to, to narrow on that a little bit further, how do you manage sort of the the that meta methodology in the context of in SDRs day to day or week to week? Is it sort of a set schedule or or um, like are they are they prospecting on Mondays and? And you know, calling, emailing, et cetera, throughout the rest of the week, or how do you how do you guys kind of think about um, the time management of the prospecting methodology? Yeah, so I think that it's very common on you know Mondays to say not to call or email anybody, and that's something that's an approach that we actually had in the beginning. Right? When I first came here as an SDR, it was Mondays was only prospecting. That's what you did when you got in at 8.45 all the way until you left at like 6 or 7. And you just spent all day prospecting, building your list, getting your emails, um, and getting your kind of your week ready for Tuesday to Friday. But we now have a post that we kind of like to call ADP, which is always be prospecting, right? You can never have (laughs) enough contacts to reach out to people. So we do prospect a ton on Mondays. But we will make some strategic calls on that day. And we set about like a 30-minute to an hour block from Tuesday to Friday because um, you're not always going to have scheduled calls. Um, and there's going to be times during Tuesday to Friday where you shouldn't, you know, you really shouldn't be calling a prospect, right? Like, for example, you know, during the lunch hour from 12 to 1 on Eastern time, we're not going to be making calls to prospects, right, because they're probably not going to be there, Um 
And so you want to you want to really define, you know, what are the hours, you know, what are the hours for the call blocks where you know prospects are really picking up the phone. And you can use tools like Inside Sales um, and running reports on saying, you know, yielding, you know, where's the where's the most calls that are being made and where's the most connects, you know, who's picking up at which hour. And then for the hours that don't often yield a lot of call connects, you know, you know, spend that time to be prospecting more leads. So that's how we've kind of ramped up that number from two, three hundred to five hundred. We had a we had an SDR the other week bring in nine hundred contacts in one week, and that was an all time high. I think that's it's so many. Sure, sure. Um, and and uh, just to sort of talk about the enforcement side of this, pretty much all of the you would recommend sort of you know. If you're the founder of a company or you're getting this off the ground and you've got a bunch of SDRs, make sure is it is it like a document that gets delivered to you when you first start saying, look, this is kind of the rules of the road around prospecting, or how how does that specifically manifest itself? Yeah, so I think when you first start, we have an SDR playbook here that we'll run through with the SDRs in an onboarding period, and so once they kind of look that over, and we'll have. Um, we spend a lot of time doing coaching when they first get here. So even though it's a pretty fast onboarding experience, they spend the first week kind of learning the product, and then the second week is learning how to prospect efficiently. And it's always going to be an ongoing coaching basis, but we show them how to do it, and it's, it's pretty straightforward. You see the sales loft on LinkedIn, and we train them on. That's, I'd say that's one of the easier things um, for SDRs to kind of ramp up on. And they'll know, and and just relative to the other SDRs, they'll know the right times to go after prospects versus be on calls or emailing or stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the other managers, Brandon, he did a phenomenal job in building out this schedule. So for SDRs, newer SDRs, they take a look at the schedule that says, you know, when you get here at eight forty-five, you take a look at kind of set up your day, look through your emails really quickly, um, set, look through your tasks. And from 9 to 10, it'll say, you know, make calls to these prospects on the East Coast. And then from 1 to 2, you'll make calls to the West Coast as they're getting in the office. Um, and then you'll spend this hour, you know, responding to emails. You'll spend this hour prospecting. You'll spend this hour kind of clearing through your tasks and your next action dates, um, which is a field that we use in Salesforce to kind of know what day you should follow up with a certain person. And then we'll have use things like inside sales as sequest to help us prioritize who to call um, and when to call them. So it's what you want to do is if you can kind of automate a process and put in a process where SDRs don't have to think too much about things, you just kind of go. And there's a lot of technology that allows that, right? So for inside sales, they have a sequest that when you set up filters, say, hey, I only want to call East Coast leads from this hour to this hour. You just go, and it'll, it'll only pick leads and leads that pop up for you to call. It's just it's a really automated and seamless process, so you don't have to really think about it. Um, and I think the best SDRs, you know, who are always at the top of the leaderboard, they have – it's a repetitive process. You know, from Monday you do this, 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 and this, and Tuesday you do this, this, and this, and this, and so forth, because I think – you know, to be a really successful SDR, you have to have a day-to-day process that you know on the back of your hand. Got it. And it's kind of rinse and repeat every day pretty much. Yep. Exactly. Um, 
Cool. So, so maybe just to close on the, well, actually, are, what, what, are there any other prospecting methodologies that you know of or, or obviously you guys seem to be heavy, um, you know, heavy on the LinkedIn sales navigator and, and sales loft um, product, but is there other, you know, kind of products or, or ways or, or um, flows you've seen work from just a pure methodology standpoint or those are, you know, usually the two ways it gets executed. I would say, yeah, it's, it's to just kind of summarize, I think on the outbound side is the three ways you can outsource it and, or you can build it yourself with lists, um, like building lists from SalesLoft and LinkedIn Sales Navigator, or you can buy lists. So I'd say those are probably the three most common. Those are the ones that we've tried over here. And off the top of my head, I can't really think of any others, but obviously on the inbound side, um, you can run webinars, you know, there's content marketing that drives more inbound leads, as well as, you know, doing trade shows, um, going to conferences, uh, as well as social media, and or building partners. Um, so we have a ton of partners that always send us referrals. So I'd say those, but on the outbound side, I would say those are the three most common Yeah, those ones. are the three. Maybe, okay, that's, mm-hmm. uh, maybe just to talk a little bit about the outsourced piece, um, cause I know we had a few folks, um, play around with this early on. I mean, what are your thoughts on, you know, uh, if you're doing outbound using, you know, your memory blues or connect and cells or connect leaders of the world? Do you recommend that or did you, have you guys not really had much success with that? We've, we have we haven't specifically tried um, too much outsourcing. I think it's it's just got to, you have to think about what makes sense for you in terms of the ROI. So if you take a look at you know the average SDR salary, right, it's about forty five to fifty base, and then maybe on target earnings of seventy five, um, and then you think about what's the what's the quota that you have put in place. So for us, we have. SDRs that are comped out about very similar to what I just mentioned. And their quota right now is 17 sales qualified ops. Um, that's just a number kind of out of the blue. Let's say it's, you know, 17 to 20. And those are opportunities that are created that the account executive says is sales qualified, meaning that it moved past the stage and on Salesforce, which isn't qualifying, and it went to, let's say, discovery or something. And that means that there's, you know, potential going to be a potential buying process put in place within six months, um, six to eight months, because since we're selling into, you know, mid-market enterprise and greenhouse prices based on company size, it's going to, it has more of like an organizational change. So the buying process is a little bit longer. Um, But just to kind of get back to my point is if we're setting up 17 to 20 sales qualified opportunities, you have to look at how much does it cost to outsource. So there's companies like Scaled, for example. Um, I believe it's, I'm not sure if it's on their website, but I think they charge maybe, let's say, five, you know, around $5,000 for... Yeah, it depends on your your package, right? So it's five or more, basically, usually. Right. Yep, so let's say for a basic package for five grand, it costs, you know, they'll get you 16... Um, opportunities, but you know, there's things like once they hand that over, what happens if the decision maker doesn't show? Then do do I get a refund, or what happens if the decision maker shows 
and the account executive says, well, that wasn't really the decision maker. You know, it was a 2,000-person company, and this person was only a senior recruiter. I just think there's a lot of uh, back Gray back area, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, I mean, they really have to be giving – I guess for us, we just – we have – we really got it down, and so we're setting up a ton of qualified opportunities. The ROI for us just wasn't there. But Doesn't that's not to sense, say that yeah. it, won't, it won't work for a lot of other companies. So your view, sort of know your know your know your OTE and and your what your ROI metrics are, and then if you're going to use these people, ensure that it's a it, the the rules of the road are set in advance, and there's not a lot of gray area specifically around the IT decision maker. Usually, is the key, right? Exactly. So look at the OTE of your SDRs and how many you know opportunities, sales qualified opportunities you can get out of them as opposed to what outsourcing would cost you. It should definitely be less um, than what you would potentially pay a sales development rep. And then they should get you if close to, or if not more, sales qualified opportunities than the SDR could. Got it, got it. Um, all right, so final piece on prospecting methodologies, right? You obviously want to uh, use data to sort of inform um your your sort of decisions and this is second nature to you but maybe just for the listeners who don't know what are some of the key metrics you kind of want to be tracking around that specific prospecting methodology like just give people some high level things that everybody should be thinking about yeah so for us kind of the, the main metric that we monitor is you know how many opportunities are generated and i think that's the most important one from sdr you could take different approaches. You can, you know, look at activities. So we kind of look at it from the, you know, from a more of a results side because everyone's going to have a different approach. You know, one SDR might be really good at making phone calls and one SDR might be really great at sending personalized emails and being more strategic about the calls that they make. And they might make less calls, but they'll be very, very targeted in their approach to do a lot of research on the company beforehand, um, as opposed to, you know, we have a few reps here that will just bang out like 50 to 100 calls and they'll just get people on the phone and have known nothing about their company, but still, you know, get opportunities or demos set up out of that. Um, so for us, we take a look at, are they hitting their numbers in terms of their trend line for creating raw opportunities? And then if, let's say they're not, then we kind of look at, you know, okay, well, how many calls are they making a day? How many connects are they making? How many emails are they sending out? Um, what's kind of their open rate and reply rate? Are they getting good responses or bad responses? Um, when they get the decision maker on the phone and they have a scheduled call, you know, are they converting into demos, right? So you kind of take a look at that funnel. Um, and, of course, at the very beginning of it is the prospecting. So if you take a look at everyone that they're getting on the phone with for an intro call um, to set up a demo, if they end up not converting, it's either A, they're doing a poor job of qualifying or kind of selling the value of Greenhouse um, to get that demo set up, or if they're doing a great job and just not a good fit, that means there's something wrong with their prospecting, right? They're prospecting into the wrong industries and leads. Um, and we have a ton of reports. As soon as a lead comes in, we know which industry it's in and what employee, how many employees does the company have. Um, so you definitely want to have a bunch of reports to look at. And that's we take a look at the entire funnel from prospecting to activities to 
the conversion rates um, all the way up until the demos are scheduled. And then you just kind of have to figure out, you know, where the breakage is. And it's always going to be different per SDR um, if they're not hitting their goals. Got it. So it's this, it's this kind of balance of quality and quantity, but really you want quality at the end of the day, right? Absolutely. You want things that are going to convert. Um, so that's how you generate more AR. So. Got it. Got it. Um, all right, cool. So that's, so we talk a lot about the methodologies, um, and you've mentioned some of the tools kind of throughout, but I want to, I want to dig into a little bit more around prospecting tools. I don't think anyone, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, um, setting the listener up for those that, that don't know, these are obviously the tools you would use to, to execute on the methodology, um, uh, that Kevin's just laid out. But, but how, how do you kind of think about, uh, early days of a company? Let's say you have kind of limited budget and time. Were you guys, of the approach, look, let's just test a bunch of different software products. We probably can get them for cheap or free. Or did you kind of call around your friends? Like, what what, do you, what is your recommendation for a younger founder who kind of comes to you and says, hey, what tool should I use and why? And how should I even think about the kind of tooling landscape? Yeah, so I think if you're just, you know, you're just starting up and maybe building out your first sales team, you should definitely do some research. Um, and I think there's a lot of great resources to, to kind of get started and figuring out what kind of what your sales stack should be. Um, and for example, I'm there's a great LinkedIn group. Um, it's called Sales Hacker on LinkedIn, and there's tons of questions on there day to day. It's a great community. There's about 4,000 people in there. It's um, started by Max Alshuler, and there's always just you know a lot of directors of sales, CEOs. VP of sales, sales managers, SDRs, and it's a community of people asking questions like, you know, how do I get more productivity out of my SDRs? And one of the most popular questions that is still at the top of the list is what's cut your sales stack? Um, and then kind of look through that. There's a lot of resources on core as well, um, recommendations of what you should use. And then you can use resources like getapp.com, g2crowd.com, software advice, Captera, uh, product hunt for salespeople to really take a look at more information on comparison basis, um, as well as price or what's the value. And but I think when you're first getting started, it's you know you probably you definitely have to get uh, CRM, but it's pretty easy to just go on LinkedIn even without paying for Sales Navigator. Um, you can still look use the basic search for industry and company size. It won't be as targeted um, if you're paying for Sales Navigator. And then there's a lot of free tools like Boila, Norbert, um, emailformat.com to just kind of guess, guess the emails of the target person that you're looking at, um, as well as Reportive or Full Contact. And so Reportive and Full Contact is actually a great tool. It's an extension that's available on Gmail. Um, so, for example, if you don't want to pay for, like, sales loss or you didn't have the budget for it, you know, you just kind of look for the company that you're going after, which is easily done on LinkedIn. And then you can just go to emailformat.com, type in that company's website, it'll give you the historical email format, and just kind of start typing that into Gmail. And if you guess it right, you'll be able to report it and full contact will pull up their LinkedIn um, profile. It'll say you know, their Twitter information, Facebook information. It's actually kind of scary. But <laughs> once you guess it right, it's, it's like, boom, there you go. I didn't have to spend any money. But it obviously takes more time. Um, but if you don't have budget for that, I'd recommend using that. Or there's available like email permutators. Um, you can find all this as 
a lot of this available on product time. Or if you can just look up email permutator Excel templates on Google, and that's a great way to do that as well. It's cheap and resourceful um, if you're just getting started. Got it. And then um, maybe just to, to transition, like now you're now you're a growing company uh, similar to Greenhouse. Like, do you do you believe there should be kind of a budget given to SDRs, um, you know, to prospect in their own, you know, whichever way they see fit? Or are you of the belief of, no, we're going to have like a central IT budget and it's going to be, you know, single vendor for each part of the sales stack? Like, how should people think about that? Yeah, I think as, I mean, as individual SDRs shouldn't get their own budget, but I think there should definitely be a budget for a sales stack um, for an SDR team as a whole. I think there's going to be a best practice of how prospecting should be done, especially when you, you're you now at like 20 to 30 SDRs and you've kind of tested, you know, what's wrong and what's what works. And once you've kind of figured that out, try not to reinvent the wheel too much. Obviously, never be satisfied with the status quo because there's always going to be room for improvement. But you would definitely want to have a budget. All you have to do is kind of just to really see, you know, is there ROI? Is the money that I'm spending, let's say, you know, $1,000 on sales lots, am I going to prospect enough leads that will close, that will maybe yield $1,001? You know, even if it's just a few dollars more, you made your money back. So you just have to really define the ROI um, when you're kind of building out that budget. Got it, got it. Um, quick round robin before um, we end. What are your like top three tools that that you would say you'd recommend to any founder and you get the most value out of? Absolutely. So I would say LinkedIn Sales Navigator and SalesLoft, and then we use Outreach, which is an amazing email sales automation platform. It's done amazing things for us. I can't I can't recommend them enough. I give them a shout out everywhere I go. Um, there. So if, if you want to check out Outreach, it's outreach.io. And we've used all the tools. Like we've used Tout We've checked out Sales Loft Cadence. Um, I even checked out Persist IQ. I'm a I'm a huge. I, I love checking out new platforms. Um, but I'd say Outreach is by far has been the best for us. Um, but that's not to say that the other applications out there aren't great. Um, I think just for our workflow, Outreach has done phenomenal. Makes the most sense. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. This is super super helpful. Uh, maybe just to end end the podcast, um, what would like give us like the the three to four you know biggest lessons you've learned over the past you know twelve months in this role, and and what kind of is the most important few pieces of wisdom you'd impart to the audience? Yeah, so I would say for, you know, kind of the three to four pieces to be a really successful SDR um, or when you're building out a team, you want to make sure your SDRs are kind of following these best practices is, you know, ABP, always be prospecting. You can never have enough. Um, and I would say always, always be learning, right? You know, you'll want to just make sure that you're always up to date with information. That means watching more demos um, on the account executive side because the career path for an SDR usually is going to be SDR to an account executive eventually. Um, so always, you know, the more product information or product knowledge you have, the more confident you're going to be when you're on the phone um, as well because you'll be able to answer any question anyone throws at you. 
And I would say the last one would be, so we have always be prospecting, always be learning, um, set yourself up for the next month. You know, obviously you want to hit quota this month, but, you know, towards the end of, let's say September, right? September just ended. Our reps don't just kind of take their foot off the gas towards the end of the month because they've hit quota. They set themselves up for success the next month. Um, and then I would say, yeah, those, those would probably be the, the top three, top three for us over here. Cool. Oh, and perhaps the last one I would, the last one I would say is, you know, for us, bring in a Salesforce administrator as oh, yes. sooner really rather than later. Yep. Or as sooner rather than later. Um, so we just brought on our first one a month ago, and he's just done phenomenal things like cleaning up our database, building out workflows um, in Salesforce, just a lot of automation. So, I mean, what you want to do is just make SDRs as efficient as possible. It's all about less clicks, right? You know, having to do less but getting more. Um, so, Got it, got it. Yeah, and, and just to kind of give a little color commentary on that, there are, there are a number of companies or individuals um, I know of in San Francisco and New York that do this on a part-time basis. So even if you don't, you know, have a, have a enough budget to get it full time. I think Kevin's point is super valid. Just have someone come in who knows the systems and flows and software really well. Cause your time mm-hmm. spent learning it is not nearly, um, uh, going to be as effective or, um, valuable as having someone come in and do it for you. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, and just to kind of touch up on, you know, what you mentioned is we're, we're using a Salesforce consulting group right now. Um, in addition to our Salesforce administrator, and we're just kind of taking a look at our entire Salesforce organization as a whole and just seeing, making sure that there's a seamless transition and there's no kind of breakage on the handoffs between SDRs to AEs and AEs to customer success. Um, and it's really been, had done amazing things for us. So highly recommend that. Cool. This is excellent. Thank you so much, Kevin, for coming on to the show. I really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, thanks. Thanks so much. Absolutely, anytime. Thanks for having me. Shake, shake.